Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Hello, Baltimore. Welcome back. This is Faces Going Places. I'm Dr. Mel Butler, your host, and I've got a whole bunch of people here today that are all experts, and we got one who thinks he is a genius. He is going to be on the air, and we're going to throw him right out there because he can't defend himself because it is two ladies and three men. Now, that in of itself is unusual. <laughs> Since the ladies have taken over everything, this is their month. I think they call it the International Women's Month. Is that right? Next month. Uh, that's next month, March. <laughs> oh, see, they know, though, don't they? <laughs> and they're already in position. But no, we are 501c3, nonprofit organization. So we're here to help the community. And if it's good news, you'll hear from us. If it's bad news, don't call in because we won't answer your call. <laughs> so we're going to get right to it today. And we've got some new people, some old people, and one rusty person. That's me. So let's go around the table and just see who we have here today. Do I need to do that, boss? I was going to let everyone introduce themselves, so. Okay, let's go around the table. Let's see who we have here today. Again, I am Dr. Mel Butler, founder of Faces Going Places, and also the founder of Maker to Markets. So if you've got an idea, if you have something that you think should be out there that the public should know about, you need to get in touch with us. That is Faces Going Places. You can reach us by using your email, and that would be Butler, B-U-T-1-T, B-U-T-L-E-R-1712 at yahoo.com. Now, let's get this show on the road. First person, let's go. I am Ayana, and I'm an artisan. I make uh, handmade jewelry, and I make it with lots of love. So how did you get into that? I always knew that uh, I was creative. I come from a creative family. And the, the thought has always been rolling around in my head that I can make jewelry. And I uh, got tired of working for others, and I decided to just jump out there, quit my job, and start making jewelry. And that was 10 years ago. And I'm still at it, and I love it. And are you a Baltimorean? That is I am originally from Brooklyn, New York. Oh, Brooklyn, New York. Um, okay. I've lived here for over 20 years, though, in Baltimore. Do you work with any community groups on your your products? I saw those braces and those. Then you do some good stuff. You got them on now. Yes. Now my yeah, guests they are experts in these. talking about whether it's good or not. Now the ladies, I cannot see me with one of those things on my wrist. I do make uh, jewelry for everyone, men, okay. women, and children. All right, that sounds good. And you're gonna? Do you have time to say go and work with the young people at an organization like one of our guests has lots of young people? And do you you offer your services for that also? 
I haven't in the past, but it's definitely something that I'm interested in. And um, one of the good things about being an entrepreneur is that you're on your own time. So I definitely have time to invest in sharing my craft with Because children. that's important. Folks. Yes, absolutely. In this time, we have to really get together. Old, young, talented, not talented, because that's the way life is supposed to be for us in our community. If we can't help one another, then why should we want anybody to help us? Does that make sense? It makes plenty of sense. Well, you have good work, and we're going to come back to you in a minute because I know we have some uh, listeners out there that would like to learn, and particularly in the schools. Most of the schools, the young people, and they're quick learners, by the way. Yes. But they would love to have adults teach them some things so that they can carry on, and that's what we have to be about. All right, the next person we have, uh, folks, is I am... I am going to be tough on this guy because he is a king, <laughs> but he is on our territory. So he is not a king today. <laughs> but intelligent, we really want to have more young people on the show so that the transition can be made and they will understand that those of us, most of us out there, want to help and just take what we have and pass it on so that they could become legends also. Because actually, anybody at this table, me included, my best years were when I was young. See, a lot of people missed the boat. And they say, oh, that person's old, oh, oh, oh. Well, they forget they're going to be old one day, too. But your most important things that you do are generally in your younger years. So when you do it and you can make relationships, your legacy will last forever. So tell us a little bit about you, your name and where you're from and all that good stuff. Well, my name is John Mouth. And, like, I'm from Park Heights and... I ride bikes, I mean, a lot tell, of people. Tell them what that means. You, you ride, ride bikes. a lot of people don't know, you know, which bikes, well, what like, kind of bikes. Well, I ride, like, pedal bikes, like, around the city. You mm-hmm. mean, pop wheelies, the fun stuff. It's like, that's how I express myself. Okay. And, like, a lot of people, a lot of people don't look, everybody going to look at it as, like, it's just a bike. Right. I mean, so, like, why you just look at it as, like, it's just a bike. You're going to do too much over a bike. But to me, like, that's my happiness. Like, that's what I like to do. And, like, at Park Heights, you got to find your police. I, I never wanted to be the type that uh, slang on the block, right. spin blocks, do all that mm-hmm. dumb stuff. My friends do it, but that stuff don't type, don't hype me up. That says a lot about you. You know that when you already can think independently and not be a follower. See, that's a, a leader don't have to join those gangs and stuff like that. A leader is what you do. You know what your niche is, and you know that you do it well. And I remember when they first started getting the. Um, the dirt bikes and stuff like that. You remember when they did that, it was all illegal. Cops chasing people all around. And now most states have built um, like a park, like a bike park, particularly in places like California, Chicago. And the young man from Baltimore, I saw it on the unlimited, what do you call it, X Games. Mm -hmm. And there's a a young man from Baltimore, Mm. a white kid, yeah. And really, he got that thing started. And now he's one of the number one people out there in that circuit. You know, they, where they do go around on the bikes and flip over and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, that's, so that's, a, that's a Baltimorean that did that. And now it's become a national thing where every year they have the national contest. Mm-hmm. They have sponsors that pick up the players. And when you say that your game is so good, then what we would do is probably have somebody film it. I film um, myself. Huh? I found myself. While you're riding? Mm-hmm. Well, we got to see you. So when when, and where do you ride? So we're going to be all over. Where are you? What do you mean? 
I mean, when you're riding, how can we how can we go and see you so we can support you and maybe build something like they have a tournament or something oh. that you could help establish. Most likely ride around Park Heights. I ride around the Park Heights area most likely. Most any of the time. any particular time? I mean, see, people put money behind you, but they're I not mean, gonna like, put money behind you if they don't know. I ride out there anytime. Okay, so uh, they could set something up. <laughs> so they could they could set something up where we could see you and let somebody film you. Mm-hmm. Well, we we'll we'll do that. And how would you like one day for us to have a uh, tournament? Tournament against who? With, no, with you, the guys who does the best tricks and best stuff like that would get an award, get a sponsorship, get a commercial. It doesn't happen now. We somebody got to start it. So why not you? I feel you. Huh? I feel you. All right. Is that something that you might be interested in? Yeah. Sure. See, see, this has to be about what you want and what we want. And then if we can all agree, then what? You've got a partnership, right? Don't matter about the age. And then we got a partnership and a connection to the, some of the younger people. You may become their voice. Does that sound like something? I know when I was your age, I would love for somebody to have given me an opportunity. I'm out of Cherry Hill. So we were just like you guys are up in Park Heights, you know. And I tell people when you when you were when I was your age, the same issues that you have to deal with, we had to deal with. And that's why it's good when we make a partnership and we respect you and you're respecting us. And then one day you'll see that your your face will be in the leadership position. That makes sense. So so tell them where you go where do you go to school? What school? I go to Augusta Fells. Augusta High School. Okay, is that a charter school? Mm-mm. It's a regular regular public school? Where is it yes, located? Sir. At Harlem Park. Harlem Park? Down Sandtown. Yeah, but in the Harlem Park High School, where? That's the area I was raised in, too. So when you say Sandtown, there's only an elementary school. I know down near Carlton, near the park, there's an elementary, and there's Harlem Park. So where is your school? Where's it? It's like we we it's like we connected. Our schools together with um, Bluford and Acosta. Oh, Bluford Jameson. Yeah, believe you. I believe for Augusta and um, Harlem Park, we all connect. Okay, in the same school. Okay, because Blueford used to be up at Wood, uh, not Woodland, Walbrook. They had one at Walbrook, and they had one on the east side. And so you're down near Harlem Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we have to come in that area and uh, see what you guys got going on. Do they have a lot of sports activities uh, in uh, your school? But they got sports like most like basketball though. Yeah, right, that's a big thing of it. I used to live actually on Lafayette Avenue and on Stricker Street. That's all down there. And on Carey Street and on Calhoun yeah, Street. Yeah, I used to live on Carey Street too. Yep, so all down in that area. I still have relatives all there. But it's good. We're going to talk to you more a little later. So you'll be thinking some good things to tell these rusty adults out there <laughs> uh, what we can do to make sure that we have you on the same level that we're on. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. All right. And we're going to go to our next queen. She's been around here before. She's a really, really good tiger. She's, I love her spirit. She definitely looks out for the kids and everything that she does. And she brings a, a whole lot of knowledge and thing, instructions for how we can better ourselves and how the young people can better themselves. So, Queen, take it away. Oh, thank you, Dr. Butler. Um, well, my name is Karen Rivera. I am the community school coordinator for Dr. Martin Luther King Elementary Middle School. I'm also the uh, coordinator of the OASIS program, uh, which is a trauma a program uh, dedicated towards helping children that have endured trauma. 
Uh, in addition to that, I own my own business, Nation okay. by Nation Kingdom Trading, uh, which is basically geared towards teaching the inner city uh, how to trade stocks and bonds. Tell our listeners, I think you and uh, one of your partners out of uh, Florida talked a little bit about that. But I'm always interested in the financial end, particularly what you do in investment. Can you give our listeners a little bit about what that is? Because I don't think many of them have been exposed to that. They've been exposed to financial literacy and stuff like that. But when it comes to investing, you don't just get rich because you can spell the word, which (laughs) I couldn't do. But tell us a little bit about what that is when you talk about the the investments of people and their companies expanding. Because I think most people don't know that one of the things that you do, and I'm sure you'll talk about it, that anybody with the business, if they really wanted to, there's a way that you can get millions of dollars legally mm-hmm. by doing what she's going to be talking about. So give us, take some time and uh, help us out. Well, um, about, uh, I'll say in 2019, I was asking the Lord, like, Lord, why is there such a disparity between what we are experiencing here in Baltimore City and other parts. And um, I believe he gave me the vision for nation by nation kingdom trading because stocks and bonds um, is it's just a pertinent part of the financial industry and um, Bitcoin and things of that nature. Um, they that is the new wave. And I believe that that's the wave that's going to bring um, wealth. And um, in addition to that, the, the vision that God gave me was um, the spiritual aspect of wealth building, because so many times we focus on the monetary part, on the wanting to be rich and wanting to have the money. But if we don't have the spiritual foundation of actually um, having the character to maintain it, then, you know, the word of God says, what is it to have the world and for a man to lose his soul? So he actually gave me um, the vision for a company that would be able to hit it on from different areas, from from the spiritual part, from the financial teaching part, in addition to the credit repair part. And I believe that it's going to be that this vision will be the a part, a component of what will help the inner cities um, like Baltimore, like Park Heights. Park Heights is my baby mm-hmm. um, and Park Heights is the hub for my business. Well, you know, let's hypothetically, let's use an example. Say a young man like Yahim. Okay. A lot of people don't realize they have a company and they put money into that company. Right. But the people that are wealthy in America, the people that really make the rules in America, they understand that you have to start investing early. Yes. So if he had a company, let's say he started his own company, and he wanted 10 years in the future to be able to maybe one day retire Mm -hmm. and not have to work. And I know how it works, but tell our audience that because everybody can do this if they want. Mm -hmm. Say that you start your own business and people won't loan you money for whatever reason. You can forget about that. But one of the things that a person like Karen would do is if you have a product that looks good, like you're good uh, with the bike. Nobody really in America is doing anything around that. Okay? Because most of your stuff is kind of original, right? Yes. Well, Mm -hmm. Business people could help you form a company. And then what they could do is have an IPO. Mm-hmm. The IPO, that means just like what, an initial purchase offer, something like mm-hmm. that. Am I right on that? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're right. So 
what that means is that you could take, say, $100 or $500, and that person could start setting up an IPO, which means they let the public know that, hey, here's a company. It's got something that nobody else has. This could be unique. This is going to grow big. So you need money to make that happen, you know, get a place and all that stuff. Well, the IPO, they put it out there, and people can buy stock. Am, am I right? So yep. you just jump in if I'm wrong. I mean, you're doing a go awesome job, so go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> well, you have to if you're going to survive. Yep. But what that would do is you could get her and say, okay, I'd like to have an IPO. And she said, well, okay, what are you trying to raise? What are you trying to do? And once you tell her, and let's say you say it, she'll probably say, well, what do you think it requires? You say, oh, it's going to be a million dollars. I don't have a million dollars. Can I get a million dollars? That's where the IPO would come in. People that believe in you, yes. that believe in what you're doing, that believe you have something that is going to be big out there. The only thing you don't have is the money. Yes. She would put it out there. And with the narrative or explanation to the potential investors, what the company would be able to do. And they can sometimes raise millions. Mm -hmm. I'll let you take it back. I, I mean, for in regard to the financial part, you basically just, oh, you, spelled, you spelled it all out. And thank you for doing that. Um, and just to kind of piggyback off of that, for me, um, just the, the part of allowing our gifts to be known and operating in purpose. There are so many gifts and purpose and so many gifts out there and so many people that walk in purpose like Jaheem. But a lot of times what happens in our communities is it's not on the forefront right. because a lot of times we aren't given the same. We aren't allotted the same opportunities that other people are allotted because sometimes we don't have the resources or we don't have the media spotlight or to be honest with you, a lot of times people are scared to come and invest in um, our neighborhoods. So my the, the vision that God has given me is to bring spotlight to areas like Park Heights and say, now we're here and we have something to bring at the table and we are already sitting at the table and we're, we're ready to, to make our mark. Um, the beautiful part about Baltimore, because you guys know originally I'm from New York, um, but the beautiful part about Baltimore is the resilience of Baltimore. Yes. And um, Baltimoreans just have a different type of resilience. And I do believe that that's part of why Baltimore is the city of firsts. Mm. And spiritually, when you think of the city of firsts, that will always be under attack because if when, and I'm speaking spiritually, spiritually now, when the enemy wants to take something out, he goes for the first. Right. <laughs> because that takes care of everything behind it. So I do believe that this will be part of what will um, spiritually take Baltimore or lead Baltimore out of this uh, darkness. Darkness, exactly. Thank you. Yep. Well, that's good. And we're going to get back to Jaheem in a minute after I introduce everybody because I got a couple of questions that I would hope that he can answer <laughs> for us because uh, it's really it's it's the young people that we have to listen to. Absolutely. And I, you know, I it's know that having grandkids and having raised uh, children and being one of those people myself, <laughs> and you got me at the table. See, Jaheem, I was raised part of my life in Philadelphia. Philly. If, yeah, if you know anything about Philadelphia, and mm -hmm. specifically North Philadelphia. Mm. 
I have a lot of people come say, oh, I'm from Philly. And the first thing I would say is what part? Mm -hmm. And if you say the north part of Philadelphia, anybody that's in North Philadelphia get respect and say, then you are on the outskirts of Philly. Mm -hmm. When you're in the real Philly, you're in North Philly. Yes. And they can name Very true. Streets. And that's right. And people mm -hmm. come and they get out of Philadelphia, so they try to kind of trick people and make people think, oh, yeah, I'm from Philadelphia. Well, you can't put that claim if you were never in North Philadelphia because mm -hmm. it's a whole different breed. And like you, you in Philly, see, people here will say, ah, you're a chump or you're this, you're that. And Philly, if they meet you and you say, you know, I'm good and you got scars where you shot and cut and all that <laughs> stuff, you know what we in Philly do? You say, yeah, you're a punk. Now, when you want to be a man, show your hands. See, we don't judge people by that. If your bruises are on your hand and not on your face, what does that tell you, Jaheim? If my bruises are on my hand and, and my not face. on your face, right. And you're out of a tough area. What does that tell people? Uh, I don't know. Well, if, it, if you get the cuts on your face, that means that you lost. <laughs> right? Oh, when I see you, where you're going. I see where you're going. So, what you, you're right. So, <laughs> I'm telling you, those are little bits of information. See, a lot of people say, ah, I'm tough. I'm with this and that. And, this. and we look at them. You do Philly, you look at them. And then you say, Let me see your hands. And you look at those hands. And they look like a lady's hands or something. <laughs> the more chops that you have on your hand, that means you could handle yourself. And as you were saying, the first, we always just say, Take out the leader. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do something, take out the leader first. And so that way, people don't bother you, and you go through life with people respecting you. Because as you know, respect is what everybody needs. That's Absolutely. just a little tip and to, again, commend you for staying away from the games. Because you don't prove anything by staying away. Most ladies like men that are smart. That is you know, true. Ladies? Yeah, Very they, true. People won't tell you. So just by being around these ladies, and by the way, uh, ladies have really made us who we are today, because our queens were always behind us. Back in the day, they picked on the men, the black men, not the black ladies. The black ladies would get in a position, and they would promote them and have them over things. And then, of course, they would support the men. And now, a lot of young people are disrespecting the women, and some of the women are at fault, too, mm -hmm. because they accept that treatment. You know, you're in school and you, it's nothing for you to say something to a, a young lady and she punch you or push you. Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't care. Mm -hmm. Even though, in general, if that man was just, okay, now that you got equality, you push me, I'm going to push you. Mm -hmm. but, but, but it's like the parents, though. Like, mm -hmm. I was raised, like, to know not to hit a, not a to eat a right, female, right. even if they hit you. I was raised that type of way. So yeah. it's like, it's, I basically put banging on the parents because, like, I mean, every kid would take a butt whipping as abuse. Right. Mm -hmm. But right. me, I would take a butt whipping as a lesson. Thank a lesson, you. a lesson learned. My and man. it's like most kids, most kids won't live like that. A child would really take a butt whipping and run, run away because yeah. they think <laughs> their mother is or father is abusing them and especially, trying to hurt them. Especially if but you really, really get because you did something wrong. <laughs> but really, they really just trying to discipline their child. And then, and then I hate, I, I hate the fact that um. A parent can go to jail or something for beating on their child. I mean, it's certain ways you should beat on. Well, I want to say certain ways, but it's like 
Well, no, you got to discipline. And yeah, you got to discipline. We got to have discipline. Exactly. And if you don't discipline your child, your child gonna run off and. And next thing you don't know, know you stand over him or her in a grave. You hit it right on the head. That's why I see we have to have people like you in some of these um, meetings. I went to a meeting at Douglas High School, and Douglas has a uh, program where the, the young people can make commercials, mm -hmm. do talk shows, and all that equipment, millions of dollars, is in the school. I was invited over there, and the person didn't tell me that the young people, it was their show, they were producing it, and they had me and three other adults. No young person sitting at the table. Mm. And I said, what, what is this about? Well, we're going to talk about uh, the young people being involved. And I'm saying, how are you going to talk about young people being involved? And there's no young person at the table. So they could not really explain <laughs> that to me. And so what you're saying is so, so important mm -hmm. for people to hear and people to understand. Because politicians are throwing money out there instead mm -hmm. of getting a panel. They want, if they want to study, put some kids around the table. Absolutely. They'll, they'll tell you what you need to do Absolutely. and how you need to spend that money. And from a genuine place with no hidden agendas. Everything is open. Very so again, true. we really want to thank you. We're going to have to have you back with some other people that could believe or could be, you know, changed like you. Because see, you don't want to have, have younger people fighting the older people about doing something that's good for the younger people. You ever go to Afram? Not familiar with that. Afram, that's the big festival they have every year. Oh, no, I know. You have been there? Well, that was put together by young people way back in the day. And they, because they did want to get involved in the street drugs and street gangs, and they were out of a model city's council, E. And their director's name was Irvin Conway. His brother just died. Tim Conway was his brother. But all down Pennsylvania Avenue all in that area, the young people were responsible for Shake and Bake. Mm. You know what Shake and Bake is? Mm -hmm. Well, that idea came from the young people. Wow. Afram, which is the biggest festival, the biggest festival on all the East Coast, that was started by the young people in Baltimore. Mm. And it, it is big. If you don't know about Afram, you, you really should, because that's a part of the history of the city. And, of course, for over 35 years, Jaheen, that event has never had a problem. Mm -hmm. That's why I brought it up. You know, they talk about the murder. They talk about all the bad things. But something that the young people started, and it's been going 35 years, not one single problem. And that's probably why they don't really tell people what it is and what it's about. So a person like you could get something started at Afram. They usually have... Uh, 200,000 people gathered. And you could do something like have, they could put a piece in there where what's happening now and in the future, future to young people, and have that kind of thing exhibited to the city of Baltimore. See, I don't know how they figure out where they're putting the money, but they're not putting it where they should. Because people like you, we have to keep you up there so that you're protected and so that your ideas will be able to come in. I thought that was off. All right, well, we're going to go on to our resident expert. Uh, he is the king of kings, the ruler of rulers, the messes of messes, better known as hot sauce. Reginald Thor Thor Thornton has his own business, and he's an international trainer and one of the top trainers for the WIC program. 
Mr. Thompson, talk to us. Hey, everybody. How's it going, Doc? How y'all doing? Going fine. I got a young man. He's going to... Young lion. (laughs) Yeah, you got a young lion here. Yep. We will see him when we come in by here with his entourage. Yeah. <laughs> trying to ride up the steps on his bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Talk sure, to us. And I'm sure that he can. I'm just I'm just gleaning in and absorbing a whole lot of great information that you all are giving. And it's got my head just thinking and thinking and just shooting like shooting stars and thinking about so many things. And the biggest thing I'm thinking about is... The fact that everybody at this table has things that can meet needs Mm -hmm. and meet needs that are here right now, here in this city, here in this country, that it's time to just meet needs and you meet needs by planting seeds. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm just enjoying everything that I'm hearing. And you know me, I... um, do things from a fitness and a wellness standpoint and a health standpoint. And one of the things that uh, we need to continue to realize is that anything that we do, we got to do in these bodies. And we got to make sure that these bodies are strong enough and these bodies are resilient enough to be able to carry out the things that we need to carry out. Make sure our minds are strong. Make sure our bodies are strong. Make sure our spirits are strong. Make sure that we're putting the right things in. I I never talk a lot about the wrong things to eat or the wrong things to consume. I touch on them because if you focus on the right things, then you will minimize the wrong things. Mm. You can't drink the right amount of water you're supposed to drink a day and drink soda. Something's going to give. So... If you focus, and I had a pastor tell me a long time ago that where the focus goes, the power flows. So whatever you focus on, you give power to. So when you focus on the right things, you will empower it in your life. So if we focus on the right things, and everybody here is focusing so much on so many other right things that I want to take advantage of, I'm interested in a bike because, see, when I used to deliver newspapers, that's when you used to have paper boys. You yep. fold the papers yeah. up and, 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 and the, the, the yeah, newspapers. Yeah, I, I mean, I did that. My mother was a route counselor. That's about all I really did on the bike and rode it from practice. And, you know, you could drive with that thing, no hands. And you had to throw. Sometimes you had to throw in two directions, make sure it land. You wanted to hit it right because if it did, if it landed in the bush, you had to get up off the bike, go get the paper out of the bushes. Some, yeah, sometimes you wanted to make sure it landed right. Right, because you know I had a big dog, so you know that if you <laughs> you were tentative, you, you had to make sure you get that paper for that dog, jump that fence, and whatever. That's all I knew. But the fact that you're doing tricks and being creative on that bike, don't stop trailblazing, because you never know what it may lead to and lead to. And a lot of times, people will follow what you do quicker than they follow what you say. So as they're following what you do. And following those things, you'll look up and there's a whole herd of bikes. Yeah. So I guess I've said a lot, Doc, so I'm going to shut up for right no, now. No, no. I, <laughs> I, want, I want you to tell them because uh, this meeting is a very good meeting because mm-hmm. uh, not only would he be able to have his own path, but would be able to leave this room with his friends 
and being able to tell them, hey, I know where we can go and get some summer work. Mm-hmm. I know where we can go and get some attention for what we're doing. And I wanted to, you to tell them, all of our guests, really, because you're special. You, you are a trainer, and I know you speak at the WIC programs. Everybody here know what the WIC programs are? No, sir, not familiar with that. Okay. That's of women and children. Yeah, women, infant, and children. And children. Women and children. So you see WIC in front mm-hmm. of the grocery stores. And some of WIC, they hand out formula, uh, diapers, and things for people, people that, that need. that have need out of the community. Out of the and community. Got, like children, they can't yeah. feed them. So they tell them about nutrition. Up in Park Heights, you have one right across from the bank, Harbor Bank. Okay. You know where the bank is, right? <laughs> Harbor yeah, Bank. Harbor bank. I'm normally down bottom. Okay, yeah. And that's <laughs> I don't like the ride over here. I know. That's one of the things that dangerous. we got to help them get over because you got the upper part and the lower, the lower part. part. Mm-hmm. And see, my fear is they're getting ready to send the kids. From up the top, bottom. Top, top. You know, top, right. Top. And I'm telling people up front, anybody knows, he knows, and I know, you really mm-hmm. shouldn't put kids in that position. Because yes. if the adults are bickering about the upper Park Heights and the lower, the kids get caught up in the middle. Yes. And somebody is going to go up there the way I heard it at the meeting. If they do that, some child is going to go up there and be influenced by, say, what people say down here, and then the child up there is influenced by what they hear the parents say up there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to lead to some bad situations, see? And you guys, the young people, don't create that, but that will happen. Mm-hmm. But there is a daycare center right across from that bank. And I said that you, so you can know that in, in everybody's neighborhood, there are some things that are good, there are some things that are bad, but our part should always be good. Yeah. And Reggie trains like no other trainer that I've seen. I've got some on my phone, and I've only had the phone six months and just realized today how to work the camera. So, <laughs> I, so I, I'm telling you all the truth. And I filmed him. Really, first time that I ever knew this thing could even film. But I filmed him with the older people, didn't I? These guys yeah. are laughing, but I'm telling you, I had yeah. a hard life, man. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand me, and the people didn't understand me, so you know I was in trouble. And Jaheem, I was homeless. Actually, the best time of my life was really when I was homeless five years. Wow. Why was you it know, the best of your life? Because it forced me to think independent. It forced me to think like an adult, because I didn't have anybody. Even though I had 12 brothers and sisters, but I didn't have anybody because I was in the middle. And it's funny how everybody was paired up. You know, this one was paired up with this one. This one was paired up with that one. So you couldn't go there, and you couldn't go there. So you had to make up your own stuff. And so being that five years, I learned from all the older people that I met. I never met a person that I didn't take something away. And it was I, my first job, and I think you will like this. Take a guess. My first job, you would never in the whole world guess how I got started. McDonald's. No, man. That, that, that to me would have been a king's job if I got with McDonald's. My first job, I sold water in the cemetery. Wow. In the cemetery. Yep. I sold water. In, in the, the cemetery. In the cemetery. <laughs> and, the reason I, yeah, and the reason that I did that was when people go to put the flowers on the graves, on the hot days, the flowers burn up. Hmm. So I said, I wonder, I took a milk bottle like that and went, it's only one person that lives in the cemetery, that's the caretaker. I went to the caretaker 
and say, can I get some water? And the lady said, yep, yep, you can get some water. I didn't tell her I had collected all these milk bottles, and I didn't want just one bottle. I wanted to fill all my milk bottles. So after I filled them, the lady said, what are you doing? I said, you told me I could get some water. <laughs> Not all the water. I said, no, ma'am, I am just, I'll bring these bottles back. So I took the bottles to people that were at the grave, different grave sites, and I sold it for 25 cents a bottle. Hmm. I, made, I made so much money. And then I realized if I have my own money, I can buy my own clothes because I didn't like asking for things. I could go and go to the movie. I could spend what I wanted and sit and eat until you got silly. And that was the start of my, really, career. Within two years, I had seven other guys helping me. And we advanced from one cemetery to the second cemetery. But we were making, in that time, it was a lot of money to make like $20, $25. That was like you were rich. But we never had, me and the people I associated with, we never, from that day forward, had to worry about finances because we would do anything. The newspaper, you could get on the bus free if you had newspapers. And you go down through the bus, see how many people went to buy the paper. You get off one bus, go across the street, and get on another bus and come back. So when I realized that you didn't have to do bad things in order to reward yourself. So that's what we did back, back, back in those days. And Reggie's doing something, so your, your thing is unique. His thing is unique because I saw him working with seniors, older people that were wheeled in a wheelchair or had crutches or couldn't walk, and all of those people are in the nursing home. He goes in the nursing home, and the people are sitting in the seats, and they don't know what's going on. Crutches, strokes, all that stuff. And he does exercises for them in the chair. Hmm. Old people have been around forever. But why didn't somebody else think about that? That's like your bike thing. So you should get encouraged. I got get encouraged every time I hear other people's story. And the fact that we got it on film for those people that don't believe. Now, I was able, thanks to Reggie, it came out okay <laughs> on this phone, so we'll let you yeah. see it um, later. <laughs> and a job for somebody is going to be to come and just take pictures where we go because we need that. But the people were so excited. They yeah. were so happy that now they want it as a regular part of their program. And Reggie is one of the best at it. And I've never seen anybody else do it in this city. Now, what happens, like your bike, people are not really for you when you first start. You ever notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-uh. But once you start doing something that gets them excited, mm-hmm. they almost like uh, when people run around um, a singer or somebody. What do you call those people? They just Groupie. like to be around. Yeah, yeah groupies. <laughs> so you we call them the wave riders now. What do you call them? Wave riders. We ride. We ride. We ride. The ones that are just following Riding your waves. Exactly. Okay. 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 That makes sense. They don't want to ride their own waves. That makes sense. Yeah. Wave. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Well, that's a lot, folks. Only thing I ever created recently is SOS. The kids do it, and my grandkids, they got, I said, y'all use all these things, symbols for stuff. I'm going to make up some symbols for the old people. Baltimore. Leaders are SOS. See, you can get this. Your people will be saying this one day. Because you don't know what it means, right? 
Mm-mm. Normally, mm-hmm. SOS is a is a signal they give when somebody is in trouble. Yeah, that's yeah. where the pop-up going from. Right. That's what I think you talked right. about. <laughs> no, but so this one, mine is SOS. Because people like you and like us, they don't look at us until it's time for election. So when I first left the city, I left because I was frustrated. The older people wouldn't help me. So I said, later on, all of those people were SOS. Hmm. Stuck on stupid. <laughs> you can have it, okay? <laughs> Put it out to your crew. They don't know it. So you gotta, they'll be just like you, looking up the wrong SOS. <laughs> so see, you got to learn how you can talk. And sometimes we go to a meeting, and the person that we're talking to, not making sense. So we look at the person and say, well, you're SOS, so we forgive you. Uh-huh. See, there's ways that you can, you know, get your little licks in and not have to worry about it, yeah. right? Because they're talking about you. They don't know what you do on a bike. They don't know how exciting it is. Yeah. And I tell people all yeah. the time, if we saw a fire when we walked out of this building and say the fire was like in the distance and it was a big old uh, smoke and stuff coming up, what would most people do? Try to be nosy and look. They try to go. Well, just look. Wouldn't they try to get closer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they try to get closer. Most people. So when you build a fire on anything, you build a sizzle on anything, you're just going to attract people to you. Yeah. Sometimes it's even dangerous, but they're still going to go so they can see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But how many people did you ever see sitting around watching ice melt? <laughs> Nobody. Right. <laughs> That's true. Those are the kind of things that went through through my head. And I said, okay, I don't care if you don't understand me. That's your problem. It is not my problem. But to keep going and what Reggie is doing with these uh, exercises. And now everybody that we meet, one lady came up to us yesterday, today or Sunday, was Saturday. Yeah. The lady came up and she has two senior citizens places. And now all of those places are coming to us. For us to do that, you know, for the senior citizens. And you can do it for the young people, too. He's got a thing, uh, CD. It's called Reggie and the Veggies. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Reggie and the so Veggies. Cute. And, yeah, and we don't charge people for them. You know, like the little, little people, babies, they give it. He gives them away to them. But he's a speaker, national speaker, and a trainer. And I was afraid to get with him when I first started because being a trainer and... I'm a little roly-poly now, but not like I used to be. I was so roly-poly that I would have to push my chair back in order to be at the table. How roly-poly do I look now? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Reggie is doing that, and I predict that it's really going to be a winner here in the city because the older people that uh, can't get around, they don't get, nobody comes to them to really offer them things that would help them in their life. Right. So that is one of the things that he did. And my point is, when you help the community, you can't do anything but get blessed. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's right. So we want to do that and want to invite you and initiate you in this little club so you mm-hmm. can be welcome to come back and talk about things that are happening in the neighborhood or things you like to see happen in the neighborhood that affect young people. So yeah. one of the things that we're going to do today is offer you a summer job when you get out of school. Uh, my fault. I already got one. <laughs> See that? Get him out of here. Get him out of this room. He's on it. Yeah, I'll tell you, my man, I, I'm not mad at you. 
I'm still going to back you and still going to, you know, we're going to support you because that's a good thing to hear. And yeah. if all the young people had well, the attitude you have, we wouldn't have a problem here in the city. Like I said, you got to blame it on the parents, though. Well, I, and I agree. But see, that's because look at the parents for the most part, Jaim. Most parents are just a little bit older than their kids nowadays. Mm -hmm. So you got mm -hmm. babies raising babies. Mm -hmm. But you, what you're saying is right. The people that are responsible have to help the parents. See, if they don't know what's right and wrong, they, they're going to keep doing it. So we have to help those people, get them involved, let them see examples of things that are good. But you're absolutely right, mm -hmm. the parents and the grandparents. I agree. I mean, I know what the... I know we say blame it on the parents, but we have to understand, too, a lot of um, how parents respond um, has to do with trauma. Yes. And trauma affects your perception. So a lot of times, like when I'm in these meetings with people from the mayor's office and all, you know, politicians and, you know, stakeholders, basically. And they're like, well, they don't come out to, you know, when we're talking about the inner city, like mm -hmm. park heights and things, you know, um, Sandtown and all you know, of the all Cherry of, Hill, yeah, Cherry Hill, mm -hmm. yeah. The the thing that they always kind of hone in on is, oh well, they don't come out for PTA meetings and this, this, that, and that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, would you like to come out for a PTA meeting if you're hungry? Exactly. <laughs> would you like to come out um, for a PTA meeting if you're depressed and you're anxious because your your baby daddy is in jail and right. you don't know? Overwhelmed. So right, mm -hmm. overwhelmed. So there is, you know, there there is a root to this. It's easy to judge things from the surface, but when you start looking deep at um, the the root of the disparity, mm -hmm. because that's something that's intentional. That didn't just happen. Right. I remember one of the first things I noticed when I lived in Baltimore was when I moved to when I first moved here. I lived in Park Heights, but in Jewtown. Uh -huh. Right. And when it was winter time and it was snowing, and uh, my son-in-law he lived in he's from Sandtown. So I was like, I said, yo, I'm going to come over there. I had to come over there for something. And he was like, ma, don't um, don't drive over here because the roads are really slick. I'm like, what? I went outside. I'm like, the roads over here is fine. And I said, no, I'm coming. And as soon as I passed Northern Parkway, the roads changed. That's not a coincidence. <laughs> That's not a coincidence. So we have to understand the level of adversity that parents face in Park Heights. So it's not just it, you know, when you think about it, yeah, it is the parents, but you can only do better when you know better. Right. That's true. And that's why my thing is. The wraparound, like when I have, you know, they're my babies, right? But I also have a relationship with the parents, like, yo, what's up? Right. What What do you need? Because you have to be able, you have to be relatable and you have to be able to understand. And not only that, you got to talk the talk. Part of the problem is this. A lot of times we give people a product, right? We're like, this works. But... I know me, I'm from the hood. I want to see the process. All of us probably from the right? hood. Right? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I want to see the process. Right. Because right. the process is what's going to 
tell me the vitality of your product. Absolutely. I want to know the root. There are plenty of people that offer me things and, but I want to see the root because the root teaches me the vitality of, of what you're offering me. So we have to, you know, we, we really have to kind of, we have to get out of the, the blame shift. Right. And we have to work on empowering people. I tell people I breed leaders. (laughs) I'm not here to, I don't, I, I don't need to, I don't want to teach you, Jaheem. I want to impart into you yes. so yes, that when you go important. back with your peoples, you're going to lead them. I'm not here. You're the future. I'm just here to impart yep. it into you and so that you don't make the same mistakes I made. Exactly. And what happens is that society, see, it puts it in your head. If somebody puts it in your head, it's the parents, it's the parents, it's the parents. Right. Then after a while, you start to believe it. Mm-hmm. But when you get in meetings like this with parents, mm-hmm. then you'll know that it is not. That's that's the thing about me. Like mm-hmm. you can't you can't dictate my brain. That's mm-hmm. one thing about me. You can't dictate my brain. Like mm-hmm. like like sure if you is. if you tell me, oh your mother not taking care of you because she's going out every night. Right. Right. But if you really think about it, I still got a roof over my head. Exactly. That's right. So you can't tell me my mother's not taking care of me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you become such a valuable spokesperson. He is. Because when we, you know, when you go into, mm-hmm. say, a Morgan, or even on your on your um, cell phone, and if you Google, like, Morgan Civil Rights, you'll see that we had, were going to jail because mm-hmm. nobody was listening to us when we were younger. So it's on there. You can look it up. And a lot of things, if they're not taught, then people say, well, that's the norm. All parents are like that, and that's not true. No. Just like all young people are not like you. Mm-hmm. It's be, be hard for us to get a young person to sit in, at this table and talk like you're talking because they've been influenced by the peers. Mm-hmm. Most of them. It irks me, and I hear a lot of our people do it. You hear people say, like Mm-hmm. Like I was, mm-hmm. like I, the word like. Mm-hmm. And I hear that. And then I hear them all over. Now, I was not good in grammar. Right. That was when I was homeless, so I missed a lot of days at school. Mm-hmm. But I learned enough to know that why is it that people criticize, say, young people mm-hmm. when they become rappers and stuff like that? But they're doing the same thing. I listen to the TV mm-hmm. and I hear people all the time saying, well, I awoken yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anybody here? I'm telling you how bad that is. Right. Terrible. I mean, yeah. I I hear that, and, and you know, it's funny because I had a conversation. I'm sorry, Doctor Butler. Were you okay. done? Oh, I, I had a conversation with someone. Um, he's into politics, and um, he's from um, he's in politics in Baltimore County. So we were talking about, like, you know, the youth that I serve. <laughs> we were talking about the youth that I serve. And um, he said he said something, and it just kind of blew my mind. And it actually mimicked the same comment that someone else said. And so I guess God is kind of allowing me to see the mindset mm-hmm. of um, what I'm, I'm not going to say what I'm up against because we're not against each other, but the mindset of those um, that are around me. Right. And he said, he said, you know, so many times we focus on like the kids, he, he used the word bad. So, you know, I had to, I had to put like, hold my tongue. Cause I'm like, when people say bad, 
that's that in itself kind of gets on my nerves. But he said, you know, a lot of times we focus on the bad kids, but we don't give enough attention to the good kids. And I said, okay. And he said, because good kids go through things also. And I said, I said, yeah, I said, you're right. I said, well, first of all, let's tell me what you mean by a bad kid, because we have to we have to understand, like I said before, that root, that root there. A lot of times we look at the symptoms. It's almost like the Freddie Gray thing. When mm-hmm. you look at the riots, I had to tell people that's a symptom right. of what has been happening in Baltimore <laughs> for forever. Years, forever. 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 So you can't we have to just be very mindful of um of of the things that we I kind of want to say judge and in in regard to the dialect and things like that I mean our, a lot of our kids and and I'm just going to keep it 100 our, a lot of kids they're not really thinking about, and I know I'm not, I'm not thinking about my dialect or my lexicon, even though I have an extensive vocabulary. When I'm out in Park Heights, I'm thinking about what's going on around me. Are they going to bust a shot? You know, like that. So we have to do this stage by stage. One of the important, one of the best things my dad taught me is this. He said, Karen, he said, I want you to be able to operate. And I'm just paraphrasing. I want you to be op- be able to operate at the board table and on the street corner. That's the gift. Right. Yep, right. And that makes sense. And, right. So, you know, it, it's a beautiful thing. Like Jaheem, he, he's like amazing at this to be able to, to switch it up. I wanted to, I want to be able to appeal to every single audience because there's something out there for everybody. And in order to be able to connect to it, you have to be able to communicate with it. So I feel like with young people, a lot of time we need to start listening to listening to NBA young boy. The stuff that he's saying in those rhymes, it's real. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm for, I'll be God willing, I'll be 46 this month. I still listen to NBA young boy because I want to know how Jaheem feels. And I know that it, a lot of things that NBA young boy says is a reflection of how the youth that I work with feel. We have to stop. And that was my point. Them. See, that's my point. That is something that was passed to our generation. Yes. But we were not a part of it. Mm-hmm. When you find everybody saying what the majority of folks yes. say, then you know they've gotten to us. In mm. other words, we know, and they're supposed to know. I was in one of the toughest schools in Baltimore when it mm. came to grammar and things. So they drilled upon us. Yes. Which they should have let us you know, develop our own language. But we had to take, <laughs> yeah, really, we had to take what they said and we listened to it. Mm-hmm. But everything, when you hear somebody say, I awoken, when you know <laughs> that is no tense, I don't know what I awoken is a tense of. <laughs> yes. So I listen. These are people that are coming down on our kids. Right. And if they don't mm. have enough time to research and say, you didn't awaken. You, <laughs> you awaken. awaken. <laughs> you awaken. You didn't. When when I hear people, you know, because they were so hard on us. Right. And I'm saying, those are the people that were holding us back. Why is it that they can say that mm-hmm. at every level, newscasters, news people, and then they want to talk about rapping will never become a mainstay. Mm. I told them 20 years ago. Oh, Not yes. only would rapping take it, I said, rapping will do it, and then you will follow. Absolutely. Now, everywhere you see, everybody want to be you hip-hop. guys have set the standard. <laughs> but there again, if we're not mm-hmm. together, they don't give you credit. Very true. They don't give you credit. That's but the truth. The pants. 
mm-hmm. even though that's not something our kids should have picked up. That's a terrible thing. When you see guys uh, letting their pants go down, that society has groomed you mm-hmm. for the prison system. Mm-hmm. They have groomed you because that's where it came from. Right. Came from the gays, and the gays were sending a message to the other criminals. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out. I'm available. Absolutely. And so you get in a fight. Some young person wants want to shoot you. If you just say, "Yo, you know, would you pull your pants?" Of course, that's not my job. I'm not your parent. Right. But when every guy and I see grown men mm-hmm. running around trying to think they're going to be accepted by young people because they let their pants drop. But that's about identity, Dr. Butler. Of like, course. We, you know, when, and I've had this conversation with people also about, like, the pants hanging down. And I let them know, like, listen, it's about identity. Everybody wants to belong. And if I have to walk around with my pants hanging down for me to feel connected to you, then that's what I'm going to do. They don't understand the significance right. <laughs> behind it and the the stage that it says, because everything that we do, right, is connected to a spiritual portal. So that is indeed a spiritual portal for perversion, mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it on the surface, it is, it's an identity. It's the way they connect. So for somebody to walk up and be like, yo, pull your pants up, you're out of order. Right. Develop a relationship right. with these kids. <laughs> Let me tell you, I can, and Jaheem, correct me if I'm wrong, the toughest of the toughest kids, I can check them. I have a relationship yep. with them. Right. They know that I love them. Right. They know I'm not going to tell them anything that I wouldn't tell my own kids. I have a relationship, but that's what the issue is. People want to come in and don't do this and don't do that and don't do that. Nah, that's no. that's not it. Tell them why. And, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And 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 let them speak. Absolutely. I, I have four grandkids, and they like eight, ten. None of them are over twelve years old, and they give me knowledge, information. I say, how can a twelve-year-old sit down and be listening to something and be able to address you as a parent and say, Pop up, if people are mm-hmm. out there killing people and they're that bad and you have all these pictures where you tell us to help the community and help people. Mm-hmm. And I want to stay retired. But mm-hmm. grandkids said, uh-uh, you need to go out there because you tell us to help people. Yes. We know you did these things, so why don't, why don't you go out there and help people? Mm-hmm. So I'm here under protest. Well, we need you. I mean, well, you can't. Wisdom is the what you bring to the table is that's valuable. Priceless. Like that's priceless. priceless. You know, you have the wisdom, and also what you teach is the value of submission. Like I always watch you and Reggie. Like he has such an awesome spirit of servitude. That's part of what we're missing now mm-hmm. is the submission. I hear all these women. And a lot of young people like, yeah, I want this and I want that. Let me tell you something. You won't get it unless you submit to the right person's vision. Thank you. Yeah. I don't care who you are. If you don't have a vision, help <laughs> somebody right. else help somebody until, until they get up. And then to they, their right. vision. And that, Absolutely. And that is hard. That's mm-hmm. another thing. Like, I never could really see my vision. Like, mm-hmm. But, like, a lot of people would tell me, like, oh, you're a leader. You're a leader. I wasn't seeing that. Right, right. But then, like, a lot of, like, it was like a personal fitness type person. Like, I look at it like a personal fitness type person as they can really see the better you. Like, they can make your body yes. go from big to small. Right, right. They That's can good. really Absolutely. see yourself, mm-hmm. like, do that. Mm-hmm. But when I start observing a lot of people and see, like, that, then 
I, I tried to assert myself and I really got back and reminisced about times I was being a leader and mm-hmm. I got my vision right. Like, I was like, it was like uh, motivating to me. Like, what? I always thought my mother wasn't there and all that, but really, as you really think about it, she was really there. You're right. Like, and then like, I could, now I can see the better in people. I, I could look at a person and really tell a person. But I, I, it's, I mean, like, I'm a good observer now. Right, but you learned it from an older He's person. Yeah. See, which is, which is what the only message that I try to give to the young people is that you don't need to point fingers at people because every time somebody does that and points a finger at what you've done, they got all these other fingers coming back at them. Mm-hmm. So why don't they think about what they've done? And instead of saying being defensive or saying many people don't allow the young people's view to get through. They get halfway through what Mm -hmm. explaining what they want to do and somebody is going to either put it down or hold you down to figure, well, okay, you're not as old as everybody else at the table, so you should limit. I say just the opposite. Absolutely. Just the opposite. I say if somebody tries to shut you up, then you go where somebody will listen. Because your dream can only be only come true if you allow it to come through. Yes. You cannot let people, and the greatest society, the rich want to stay rich. Mm-hmm. They want to stay rich. So they'll figure out a way to steal that idea, I guarantee you. That's so right. So when I come and look at it, the first thing I want to know is if it's something, be something that we can incorporate in our program. That we don't have to wait like many politicians do. Why is it that politicians get a whole bunch of energy a few weeks before the election? Where was that energy way back when you got into office the first time and you had two or three years, say, to get rid of potholes or something like that? You mean we got 5,000 potholes (laughs) and now you're going to clean them up? Did they, all 5,000, develop in the last two months? And if they were there before... Why didn't you, Mr. or Mrs. Politician, start doing something way back then, the first day after you took office? Why didn't you show the people that you're going to be for them? How are you going to be for us only in the last month or two months before an election? Very true. Ayana, let's get back to you and, and your products. You like them. Your voice on this matter, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I just appreciate the opportunity. I had no idea I would be on the podcast for today. Um, But I I just wanted to add um, in reference to making jewelry and how it would help um, with the youth. It's it's a good way to channel your energy. Mm -hmm. It's a good way to relieve stress. Mm -hmm. It's a good way to to find some peace. And um, I'm happy about uh, the opportunity to offer that. Um, to the youth and give them something um, to do. Sometimes I've had anxiety mm-hmm. in different things or, you know, worrying about different things mm-hmm. that's going on. And um, when you find something to channel that energy into, it's, it, it's a result of peace, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is what we all want. That is so true. You know, and um, I'm excited. Okay, well, look, folks. This has been one of the fastest hours that I have encountered since doing this program. We're just about out of time, so I want to take these last few minutes to go around and give everybody to make the last comment. And I also, everybody that's here, invite you to be a part of the family, which means this is not your last time to be there. We're going to follow you guys and what you do and support you in what, in what you do. I'm already thinking... 
Jaheem, of something that I'm going to do as soon as I can see you. And if it's enough people, I'm going to get someplace where we can get an exhibition so mm-hmm. people can see what you guys are developing. That's how sponsors like uh, the, uh, like, <laughs> got me too. Uh, it's a soft drink that uh, sponsors a lot of the X Games. Which one? Is it Mountain Dew? I think it's Mountain Dew. Yeah. Well, Mountain see, Dew. they ended up sponsoring somebody that was like you. I think it's Mountain Dew and Monster. Right. Right. Mm. The two of the worst things in the world for your body. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll support you. Put some liquor out there. <laughs> but no. So we're going to see and keep you in the loop. And hopefully you'll accept it where we can do some things. See, we start with you if it's four or five people. We'll find some place that we can do it and find other adults that can say, look at it. And it may be something that you can copyright. See, when I work with inventors, people don't realize ideas can be patented just like this microphone. Concepts. If there's nobody else doing what you're doing, then you are a millionaire and don't even know it. Because if you don't take the steps and it's good, somebody else is going to take the steps and steal it and they won't even think about it. Okay, you got a few. Want to tell people if if you have a way, do you have a website or anything? Uh, Instagram. That's for so far. Okay. All right. So we're going to make sure that the word can get out and that we put it out. And like I said, I'll find out from you guys how I can come and see what you do. And then Reggie and I, we will talk to our people to see about giving you some support. And even though, one thing I hope you'll remember, even though you don't play basketball, be there. Be supportive. Because your connections, you will never know when you might be able to use them. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. Because somebody, just like you like that bike, that's somebody that likes the basketball. See, I don't care what it is a person likes, just that you're able to be involved. And then that's the spirit of helping and that's the spirit of giving, and that just will make you a greater leader. I'm going to have him put something in our national newspaper about that, too. All right, Karen, so you guys shut it down. You want to tell anybody any last moves or anything? Mm. Or a shout-out to <laughs> No shout-outs, no nothing? Shout-out to my mother and my brothers in there. Okay, well, they're gonna, they're, remember, they're going to be able to listen to this forever because we give you the website. This is, this is going to be out there. So forever. So anybody else? The dog, the cat. I'm saying <laughs> shout out to my cat. <laughs> so so you're straight? Mm-hmm. All right. Karen? Well, thank you, Dr. Butler, for the opportunity for um, giving Jaheem and basically the youth of Park Heights the opportunity to be he- uh, to be heard because mm-hmm. I believe that they are a vital, uh, a vital part of Baltimore City. And, um, of course, thank you for giving me this platform and you need it you deserve it <laughs> thank you hot sauce <laughs> <laughs> um it's been great this has been awesome uh, a great broadcast always remember that your gifts are platforms yes. of opportunity to meet the needs of people in your lives so in the midst of using your gift also be open to what comes from it, the conversations that need to be had, Mm -hmm. the trauma that needs to be dealt with. Be open to see that beyond your gift, and then that's when you'll meet their needs. There's a scripture in the Bible that said that God will supply all our needs 
according to his riches and glory. And the glory is in people. So what happens is he sends the people with the glory mm. and it answers the prayer and supplies the need. Hallelujah. Makes sense. So, makes sense. Um, and uh, you can follow me on Sweat and Go on all social media platforms, Sweat Letter NGO, uh, for all your fitness and wellness needs. Mm-hmm. All right. We appreciate that. And folks, remember that this program, Faces Going Places, is a nonprofit, 501c3. And I would encourage everybody, there's a new newspaper, Nat Black National Unity News, all good news. And support that and maybe get a subscription to it. A year subscription is like $25, and your name gets put in the national paper. Because I expect all of our guests at some point to have a story that we can put in that paper. And I was just named the national sales director, which means that we can develop leaders all over America. Mm, so there are job right. opportunities for people to learn how to be a representative for not only the uh, National Black Unity newspaper, but for some of the things that we have. We didn't mm. take the time today to short or talk, talk to people about it, but the people at the table, we will do that. And uh, you can get involved. Jaheem, you can get involved. See, because you're riding the bike. It's not probably paying you what you need to be making now. And having a good job is okay. But what we want our leaders to do is excel to such a point that people will ask you, how can I get involved? Because your voice will matter as much as anybody's around this table. Okay, so that's my challenge to you, okay? I didn't hear. Was that a silent? Oh, is that slang for you ought to get it? <laughs> but no, so we are. You are you are our little king. So you just got a, a half a big family. I had tri- 12 brothers and sisters. How many in your family? Five including me. Okay. Boys. All boys. Have, all boys. Mm-hmm. All right. You need Single to get a mother. for that alone. Are you the oldest? No. Okay. How, who's the oldest? How old is the oldest? 25. Okay, Okay. Mm -hmm. that's good. Well, they should be very proud of you, and they're going to give you a way that the link to this program Mm -hmm. so that once it's on that link, a person can go to it whenever they want, and you'll be able to give that so they can hear you. But let them know this is not the last time. We're going to get you involved and show you that a leader got to shoulder a lot of stuff. But when you're a true leader, the payoff is well worth it, okay? I want to thank all my guests today for listening to Faces Going Places. And until uh, next week, everybody be safe, everybody be blessed, and everybody hopefully will be prosperous. Thank Good day, you. folks. Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes.